0: A podcast? Did your radio show get cancelled?
1: Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. School myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. and anomaly properties undiscernible.
2: To this week on The Million Dollar Plan, we talk about. How our financial lifestyles have changed over the last 20 or 30 years, and why it is actually more difficult for, let's call them millennials, or people in their 20s and 30s, to deal with their money than it was for people who are now in their 40s and 50s or 50s and 60s to deal with their money when they were in their 20s and 30s. I'm so pleased this week to be joined by my friend, my right-hand lady on the mic, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Pete. Uh, So you come back to the office after a little bit of a a long weekend. You were skiing in the Breck.
0: Uh Uh-huh, the Breck.
2: Breckenridge, for those uh, unaccustomed to shortened city names <laughs> and you came back with facial injuries tell us about this Nicole I,
0: I did uh, so this was my first time going to Colorado with my yeah. boyfriend and his family sure they go regularly and have since Zane was born
2: okay his um, name is Zane his name is Zane okay that sure. is my boyfriend oh name. boy this I is getting very really, personal
0: I know oh my gosh I like but, I had to Google things. <laughs> but um, so I'm going down my second run
2: sure ever skiing at my,
0: at my second run ever okay. skiing and a snowboarder Mm. comes around the side, the right side of me and cuts me off Mm -hmm. and his helmet Mm. wanted to meet my face badly enough that I collided my right eye Mm -hmm. with his helmet and uh, got a cute little black eye that you can't really see. Yeah, it's healed up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice now. But yeah, that was, that was my first experience.
2: Well, when I saw it on the gram, you know, the IG, a picture posted of your face, you know, Nicole, I, I looked at your face for the first time ever, <laughs> uh, and then my reaction was, oh, my <gasps> gosh. Yeah. But it's healed nicely. Uh, this week on the show, again, we're talking about why things are a little bit more uh, difficult than they were for previous generations. So here's the, the lowdown. We're going we're gonna to hit some of the differences. This segment, next segment is all focused on online banking and why I think it is the, uh, one of the largest hindrances to financial health. I know. (laughs) Crazy there. And then uh, segment three, some tools and solutions. And I'm not one of the the tools. Um, All right, Nicole. Yes. How often have you thought about your financial realities in relation to maybe what your parents' financial realities were when they were your age? Do you think about these things?
0: Not really until we started kind of talking about this episode. Um, I think just... Because technology has come along so much that I'm really used to my parents using online technologies for banking. But at the same time, like I've watched my mom balance a checkbook numerous times and I've never done that. So
2: what what year do you think? Oh man, I just did the math myself on this. And what year do you think you became a, a financial entity of your own? Do you think it was 16 years old or so?
0: Yeah, cuz I was working enough then yeah. and I was putting gas in my car and being responsible enough.
2: So this is 2011. <laughs> oh my god. Well, how are, are you are you like certified to work at this point?
0: I don't know, ask our, ask our HR representative.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> We do have a baby starting in the office this coming week. One of our coworkers coming back from attorney leave, and we are supporting the Bring Your Baby to Work program. So we have a new infant coworker who definitely is not certified to work.
0: But she is the VP of Morale, so... Vice
2: President of Morale will be here. She's got a nameplate. So, Nicole, uh, 2011. Let me... Like, this is why this is so crazy. Like, so your parents are a little bit older than me. It wasn't until 1998 that the debit card which is, a, a, I assume, a frequent tool of yours. Yes. It wasn't until 1998 that the debit card outpaced check transactions in this country.
0: That's wild.
2: It is wild. It is wild. Have I ever told you the story about my dad getting mad about the first checks I ordered when I was 16? No. This was oh.
0: 1994.
2: Oh. Yeah, I was born. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not fun. 1994, I come home from the... Uh, I think it was the PNC Bank. It was National City Bank at the time yeah, in Claremont, was. Indiana. What do you mean, yeah, it was? You were an infant. We what do you National know? It
0: was National City before it was PNC. So
2: I come home. I just set up my account. I ordered checks. And I got home with them when they came. I was like, Dad, I got my own bank account. I set it up. I got these checks. And I showed them to them. And they were Star Wars checks they were amazing like they're some Who'd of they them, had had, on them oh like a luke skywalker little r2 one had uh r2 and yoda yes. and one had darth vader and and i was like dad aren't these awesome and i remember just this face he made was just a <laughs> sheer disappointment i've seen it a lot and he was like no one will take you seriously with these checks and i was like well i'm paying them well how seriously do they need to take me and he was very upset and so then, like, again, this is 94, and so the debit card was just, like, sort of coming into itself. Mm-hmm. This is to say one thing, Nicole. Long story to say one thing. Uh, you've probably never balanced a checkbook because you never really had a, a checkbook that you use that frequently, right?
0: No. The only, I was going to say, really, the only time I ever use checks is when I've made deposits for rent. Okay. Like, whatever I'm renting. Sure. Um, and for direct deposits
2: to my account. Yeah, so I I think, number one, we start there, is that the debit card has changed how people balance uh, their checkbook because they don't balance their (gasps) checkbook. Yeah, no. I mean, there truly is no better way to manage money than balancing a checkbook. But as we were talking in the office earlier today, at this point, for me to teach or try to teach someone like you, and by someone like you, I mean someone of your age. I don't a mean millennial. like someone that has a busted face. Oh. oh well, I mean, it, technically man. it was busted, but it's yeah, better. Yeah, it was pretty busted. Only you, that's so youthful, <laughs> can, can heal a facial injury in like three days.
0: I, I got to say, I'm really pumped that it's already as healed as it is. Yeah. But I can't lie, just being all of five two, five three, yeah. and having someone do like a double take at me yeah. as I'm walking through a ski lodge with this purple and blue eye. Sure. Just flashing him a big cheesy grin. Yeah. That was so fun.
2: You look like you were like an MMA fighter. Yeah. You know? But anyway, it's healed. Anyways. Um, for me to try to teach you or anyone else of your ilk, uh, oh. to teach you uh, to <laughs> balance a checkbook, it's just a silly thing. It doesn't even make sense because you don't even have a check register, right?
0: Mm-mm. No, I don't.
2: And, and and by the way, since I was right on the cusp, even back in 1994, I probably bounced my check register for two to four years, maybe. Maybe. And then with the advent of the deb- debit card, which again, surpassed uh, check transactions in 1998, mm-hmm. it just wasn't practical. And then people started using... Online registers, like they used uh, Quicken or QuickBooks, depending on if you're a business or an individual. They started using, uh, you know, Mint.com wasn't around then, but there were different websites like that you could do. Uh, Microsoft Money was real big. D- Ooh, have you ever heard of Microsoft uh-uh, I Money? I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah. I mean, those were those were the hotness back in the day. So from a banking perspective, our habits have changed Tremendously. And then, Frank, you get into the idea of, like, if you're out with friends and someone pays for drinks or something, you can quick pay them or yeah. Venmo them or whatever. And and in my generation, because we are in different generations. Aww. Like, I just, like, flip a dude to 20. Like, oh, here <laughs> you go. And then, like, it's never the exact amount. Someone always really owes someone something. Yeah. Well, I'll write you a check. Larry paid for dinner. I'll write you a check. What was our share? And it's just like, but you guys just like, and it's yeah. done. To the scent, To the cent. So, so that's different, right? Then you look at how a bank markets and interacts with uh, people today. When I was a boy, <laughs> I didn't feel like I was my bank's prey. Like, and maybe it was naivete of being a 16-year-old man with a normal hairline. And by man, I mean boyish. A soft boy, <laughs> if you will. Um, Ooh, those soft boys. I was a soft boy at the time. And I was—I never felt like my bank was trying to get over on me. And I think culturally, that just wasn't the thing. Fast forward, oh, 24 years later.
0: Here we are.
2: Yeah, it's just like everything you do when you interact with your bank is you're trying to have this line of defense to think, what are they really trying to get me to do here? Are they getting me to trying to borrow money? Are they trying to get me to save money? Are they trying to get me to use my credit card more so they slip up and owe them interest? And so at some point in time, it, it, definitely within the last 20 years, it's crossed over to uh, from my bank is my advocate to my bank is my adversary. And and mm-hmm. I think the only place you're going to find any relief to that concept and sentiment is if you're with a credit union, because credit unions don't really uh, act that way, uh, or, or a small community bank, because they don't necessarily really act that way. It really is the big five banks that come in, or regional banks, and and they you feel like their profit center which i think 20 years ago you didn't feel like their profit center so culturally nicole you're in a, a scenario where you know still within the last 5 years you're you're learning adult money skills right
0: yeah oh yeah um, yeah
2: of which one of your biggest allies uh, all along your bank your advocate is is working against you and and that is also mm-hmm. to suggest that consumer brands are doing the same thing uh, 20 years ago when you're going to make a decision at banana republic or wherever else choose your (laughs) favorite you know mall brand they didn't necessarily encourage poor decision making financially as they do today they they would leave it to the individual to decide what, what what makes sense and they would actually argue today that they're still doing that they would say look you know just because we offer something doesn't mean that the person has to take us up on the offer but that is that is insincere at best
0: yeah oh my gosh yeah I think we've touched on this before, but when I worked for a retailer at large, um, we would I was 16 or 17 years old asking people if they wanted to register for that retailer's card. Yeah. And then I would hear other people around me telling them that it wouldn't hurt their credit if they were rejected.
2: Yeah. So well, I just it's definitely changed. And, and, that, and I guess the idea is there's different income streams that a business has sort of learned that can, even to a retailer, they've got sales, they've got um, credit card interest when when people uh, pay on the cards and those different sort of uh, marketing alignments and, mm-hmm. and solutions. So <clears throat> then you also look at, I feel like I just need to call. We just need to get, can we buy a cough button this yeah. year?
0: Yeah, oh yeah.
2: Do you think it's in the budget? I think so. <clears throat> I'm just going to cough on Mike. <laughs> then you've got technology costs. OK, so I bought my first cell phone. 95 96 right but my monthly bill was like 30 bucks a month because there was no data
0: yeah that data
2: i mean if i wanted to get a document to someone i would i would send a facsimile oh right and so so that was cheaper internet like home internet whatever right probably 200 to 300 dollars in technology costs netflix Mm -hmm. and chill all those sorts of things that, that exist today that didn't exist then. So even if you just look at the very basics of what you consider to be your, your utilities or fixed costs, Nicole, I'm guessing you got $250 a month different difference between what your parents had at your exact same age.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. My cell phone bill alone is $100 a month. Yeah. Just for me.
2: Well, you like to talk. I do. And text uh, Bitmojis. And the Bitmojis. Your gift game is strong. All right, let's oh, do this. Let's you. take a break, I, as we've been talking a while. <laughs> take a break. Come back. We'll get hit. Student loans quickly. And then we're going go on to go into online banking and, and why it's the most convenient thing in the world. But as you know, convenience does not always equal smarts. That's all next in the Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pedro de Pesos. Stop what you're doing. L- 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 on. And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner.
1: question the right of any man the voice his opinion is strong as strong against any can but then again many men are citizens of their own little world so they ain't really fitting in i'm in the background blending in Camouflage by the scenery but i'm a champion revenge the camp again put down the
2: back on the million dollar plan i'm pete the planner joined by producer nicole nicole hello hello talking about why sort of just our financial realities are different today, specifically for people in their 20s than they were for those same people's parents, and why it is actually more difficult to deal with money because you have so many things working against you. Now, now, Nicole, you do understand uh, uh, that that's not necessarily an excuse, but it is a reality. Yes. Now, you have to uh, succeed in spite of uh, all the things that seem like they're working for you, but they're actually working against you. Yeah. It, there's no perfect, better example, I should say, oh. than online banking.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All you have ever known is online banking. Absolutely. Do you remember your first online banking account? Yeah. Was it in 2011?
0: <laughs> it was. Oh my gosh. I had the virtual wallet.
2: Okay. So PNC customer. Oh. Do you remember? Okay. So do you remember interacting with it? It, it, it probably from the way your mind had developed from, through school and technology and the use of computers. It it made all the sense in the world, right?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, absolutely. It was great because and it was designed for students. Yeah. So.
2: And so here's what's happened. Online banking, again, in my estimation, is one of the greatest convenience financial tools that has ever been built. You can more or less at any point in time jump in, see what your balance is, see what's sort of floating out there in terms of uncleared transactions. And get, get a snapshot of what's going on in your life. So much yeah. so, uh, and Nicole, I think this was probably right in your sweet spot about 2011 or so. Do you remember, did you watch a lot of TV as a teen?
0: Um, kind of.
2: You were probably out having a social life. I was just at home going, oh, I, I love 7th Heaven. Like, I don't <laughs> I know.
0: Say we watched a lot of The Office.
2: Yeah. So do you remember there's a, there was a Chase commercial specifically where a guy was out uh shopping for televisions that it was the store was supposed to look like on tv like it was best buy okay but you know chase is not gonna have a guy at best buy yeah. They're in, no. it's just, just a nameless tv store and he's looking at and he's looking at two price tags and he's trying to decide w- to buy, I'm making this part up, $1,700 TV or $1,200 TV. Yeah. And you can see the guy's perplexed. Either that or he had not had enough fiber. You, you don't know. You don't, you, know. you don't know. You don't know. You can are just call watching it. TV, yeah. just trying to watch The Office. <laughs> and so then he pulls out his Motorola Razor or whatever. Yes. And he texts, text banking with Chase. And then he gets his balance that's in his account like that. Mm -hmm. And this was supposed to represent this idea that like, oh, this guy's making a good decision. He's making sure he's not overspending. And and, and my theory has always been since the moment I saw that commercial, because I was a full grown man when that commercial came out.
0: No more soft boys.
2: I was not a soft boy. (laughs) We'll get to the soft boy origin here in a few minutes. Uh, I just remember thinking, if you have to check your balance to see if you can afford something, you can't afford it.
0: No, no, absolutely not.
2: Do you remember a friend named Trevor? Trevor.
0: Yeah, he was kind of, well, he yeah, was going to go as far as friend.
2: Okay, an acquaintance. Yeah, yeah. He I had a good class. friend named Trevor. We called him T. T. And in college, <laughs> uh, our freshman year specifically, after a night of what college kids do shenanigans. Shenanigans. We would, t- uh, someone would responsibly drive us uh, into uh, Upper Madison. I went to school at Hanover College in Southern Indiana, the alma mater of both the governor of Indiana, Eric Holcomb, and the vice president of the United States, Mike Pence, and actor Woody Harrelson. Why I felt the need to give any of those people. Also, uh, alma mater of Sarah Keen Dunn, me wifey. Anyway, we would go in Upper Madison. There was a bank on the way to Taco Bell. It was like 2 in the morning. Yes. So this is 1996, fall of 96. T T, T. would uh, have whoever was driving stop at uh, the bank. I think it was like Ohio River Valley. I don't even know the name of the bank, whatever. Stop at the bank so he could check his balance to see (laughs) if he could afford a number two or a number four, because the four was the Mexican pizza, I believe, Ooh. right, with like a Mexi melt or something. But a two spirge. was just like a, two chicken tacos and like a, a handshake. I don't, it wasn't much. Didn't get much. <laughs> and whether they wash their hands or not, I don't know. It was, it was upper medicine. And uh, <laughs> but but that's like the that that's is what has happened now with online banking. People check their balance to see what is there before they spend it. And again, you're listening to this. And you're like, yes, that's exactly what I do. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, you're wrong, sir.
0: <laughs> I was just going to go, stop it.
2: It's, okay, here's the deal. If you check your resources every time before you spend said resources, you will spend more resources because you, you, you were thinking, oh, I'm just letting myself so I can make a responsible decision. No, for a thousand different reasons. Mm-mm. Because what it does is, is it forces you to say, oh, there's more resources than I thought. I'm going to spend more than I planned and and why that happens there's a lot of different reasons number one let's say you don't share money with someone it's just you um there's the idea that a transaction may not have not cleared right away right there's also the idea if you're spending on a weekend that maybe an automatic debit that comes out of your account for a payment that you had set up doesn't come out until monday and so you see a lot of um Uh, overdraft charges on mondays and tuesdays because sometimes you know banks get wonky with how they clear transactions through the weekend Uh like there's a reason for that right because they're just gorging people uh with with overdraft fees and then if you share money with someone and and you have the same account let's say i'm in baltimore like i was this week and be be more stand up i don't know (laughs) I still haven't figured out a cool way to say. greet a city I'm in. Be more stand up. Where you at? I don't that know.
0: That went as well just now as it did on Twitter. Yeah,
2: right. It just <laughs> doesn't go well. So I was in Baltimore. And like, let's say I'm spending some monies. And Mrs. Planner's back on the homestead spending some monies. Some money. And, and it's getting lower. It's getting lower. And let's say she goes on. I'll be the bad guy here. Let's say I go on and, and I'm about to buy uh, a new tuxedo in Baltimore.
0: Ooh, you're feeling flashy.
2: I did just get a new tux, but it's not in Baltimore anyway. Uh, so <laughs> I, I got this new tux. Uh, let's say I bought it in Baltimore, and I, but I check my balance to see uh, if I can afford it. And then I make this transaction, and then it just crushes whatever Mrs. Planer trying to do at home. Separate issue, but you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, Because two people are going on the same account. Oh. Um, I believe the proper amount of time to check your online banking purchases is about twice a month. I don't have a horrible problem with people getting a a morning email update with their balance. But I think if you balance spend is what we call it, where you consistently check your balance to then decide how many resources you have, it it goes back to this toilet paper thing we talk about a lot. If you go in the restroom and there's a full roll of TP and you acknowledge that as you're seated, you Mm -hmm. will use more TP on uh, that particular transaction, right? absolutely. And if you uh, are in there and after it's too late, you look over and you see cardboard, your behavior shifts, that is oh. shifts with an F, it shifts. And in that moment, you're going to use fewer resources because fewer resources are available, yet nothing else has changed except your behavior and your reaction to those resources, right?
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely.
2: As- absolutely. <laughs> so uh, that's what happens. That is what happens. And that's what happens in your financial life. It's like if you go to your grandma's house and it's, uh, it's uh, Thanksgiving. One of those holidays you celebrate, the Feast of the Epiphany. I don't know why you're there.
0: Well, Thanksgiving. And
2: there's a little candy dish filled with M&M's. Mm-hmm. And let's say it's a big candy dish. You're going to grab more M&M's than if it's just a little, little bit of a a candy bit. dish that's got like seven M&M's in it. You're, you're not going to take them all.
0: Yeah, you can't be that person.
2: I mean, some people listening right now are like, I, I would take Grandma's last M&M's.
0: Oh, <sighs> No.
2: Most people affect the number of resources they utilize based on the number of resources available. It's only natural, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go a little bit further here.
0: Okay.
2: Let's take us back to 1985. Ooh. Were your parents married at this point?
0: Nope, they got married in '89.
2: Okay. 1985. So they're just they're just out loving life at this point because they're not married. It's great. Yeah. And uh, let's say <laughs> they uh, you know they wake up in the morning. They didn't check their checking account balance it's not like they woke up and like right before that your your dad feathered his hair or whatever it's not like he found his check register and and looked to see what the balance was so he could start his 1985 day did he do that no no but what do we do today like we feel like we have to be so informed about our financial lives in 1980 or 2018 Yet we had less data in or 1985, I can't talk, in 1985, yet we made better financial decisions. Yeah. No one broke away from their desk midday in 1985 from their green screen computer and reached in their Jordash purse and <laughs> checked their check register just so they knew their balance.
0: Just for funsies.
2: 91%. Uh, Frank, this is a real statistic. Yeah. 91% of people check the checking account balance while at work. Why? You're at work. Work. All right. I've checked my check and account balance when I work. By the way, it's not like I'm perfect here. Uh, Frank, you've checked your check and account balance when you've been at work.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay. You know what? You know who, you know who didn't do that when they were your age?
0: My mom and dad.
2: Right. Do you think? Well, let's not ask about your mom and dad's financial habits. Let's not do that. Okay. But I would just say this. Uh, generally speaking, and I can't prove this to Actually, I could prove it to you with savings rates and all and debt ratios and all sorts of things. People made better decisions with their money in 1985 with a heck of a lot less information. Yeah, they did. Because they had to know the information. If you have to check your balance all the time, why? you just checked yesterday. Why do you have to check today? You should know.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. No. That's like really the only times that I'm ever truly checking my balance is every couple of days or so to make sure that there's not any bogus charges. Sure, bogus charges. Yeah, bogus charges. And then every couple of weeks when we get paid or so because i move my money around
2: yeah you're you're you're, you're a shell game with your money
0: yeah let's Paying take a, myself first i'm
2: all fired up let's take a break we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about okay so look it's now harder to be a good financial consumer not easier harder in 2018 than it was in 1985 or 1994 or whatever it's just harder in these last 20 years when we come back we're gonna talk about how to fix that and also, I guess I have to tell you the origin of the soft boy story. You know, oh, and we didn't touch on student loans either. By the way, today's <laughs> generation of 20 somethings have more student loans than their parents did. Therefore, uh, it is more difficult. So we covered that in what, three seconds? Yeah, we did it. Let's take a break. Uh, this is the million dollar plan. I'm Pete, the planner. <laughs> yeah. Axe hand on the
1: beat Yes,
0: sir.
1: glass house. Right. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher ATFU Town Dashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul, but
2: young and age, of boss player. Not from the Himalayas, but my fam gave me everything. All right, back on the million dollar plan. The, uh, it was different when I was a boy edition of the show. Look, uh, the financial realities of young 20 somethings are so different than their parents for a thousand different reasons. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I promised the story, the origin of the story, soft boy story. So my son, my son, Ted five, who uh, he's been on the show, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Intro to us one time. Uh, we're all hanging out. My wife and I and, and uh, Fred Ted. <laughs> and uh, he asked my wife if she liked big hairy man's like me, like, like Peter, like dad. Do you like big hairy man's like dad or soft boys like me? Because Ted's a soft five-year-old boy. And my wife, not helping the cause here at all, said, I like soft boys like you. And then Ted's like, see, soft boys is where it's at, you know? So
0: Soft boys?
2: So, so, you know, no one cares. Okay. (laughs) So let's look at, I'm going to, I'm just going to warn you right now. Uh, If you're watching on TV or you're uh, listening on the radio or podcast, in the next several minutes, I'm going to sneeze. And I do not have a cough button. And, and I mean, we could be talking about absolute tragedy to your ears. (laughs) I don't know what to do. Okay. (sighs) Deep breath to see if that helps. Probably just sucked in more dust. It's inevitable now. Okay.
0: Isn't there something like you're supposed to look up and, like, mouth a word or something, and it's supposed to help you sneeze? Am I...
2: Look up and mouth a word? I don't know. If, have I totally heck lost it? What does that it? mean?
0: I feel like you're supposed to like look up or something. I, I don't know.
2: I don't know. Okay. we have to Google. Let's not. That sounds like Okay. Here's ways to fix the reality that your financial life now is so different than it was for the same people your age 20 years ago. Number one, it's actually an old school solution. Okay. So this worked in the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the teens, which is where we're at now. And and it works. It always works. And it's not balance your checkbook, which, by the way, works, but it's not practical. This is practical and it works. Have a money meeting. Have a money meeting every month. It's not hard. Mrs. Planner and I went to lunch today, uh, Frank. A little Uh date, a little day date with my lady. The day date. No kids, just she and I rapping. I don't know what they have. (laughs) And uh, we were talking about money. We we had to get some stuff talked about. So we talked about it, right? And it's done. We won't talk about it for another 30 days at least.
0: I oh, that feels so good.
2: You got to talk about money. You have to talk about money, especially if you share finances with somebody. You got to talk about it because you have to understand that there are so many more draws of our money today. Like so many people are like demanding our money and uh, wanting us to set up all these auto deposits and all these different things. Uh, the reality is, unless you talk about it and get on the same page, they, it will burn you. It is designed to burn you. Do you ever feel like... Like if something bad happens to you from a cash flow perspective, Nicole, it's because of a, a lack of true awareness as to what's really happening.
0: Oh, yeah. Just because it's one of those. I don't have, for the most part, a tangible other than a debit card or while I'm looking at my online banking statement that that's all just a screen in front of me. Rarely do I ever actually have cash or, you know, me balancing a checkbook.
2: People be disconnected with money people be um okay next one this is not going to be good especially if when we go to break here on the radio a bank commercial plays you have to ignore bank marketing that's step number two you have to now if you uh bank a credit union or a small community bank listen to them they're probably your friends but if you don't if you bank at a big bank i've got some accounts at big banks i got accounts at small banks ignore every piece of big bank marketing every single one Not a single one is there to move you forward financially. Nicole, can you check create uh, very profitable bank relationships off of our projects for 2018 list?
0: I I will be sure to cross that.
2: Because I'm pretty sure it just crossed itself (laughs) out.
0: I was going (laughs) to say.
2: If someone cares to prove me wrong on this, email me. Pete, you're wrong again. Okay, is a subject line. Pete, you're wrong again. and, And preferably with the right use of your... Uh, ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com ask Pete or just tweet the planner Aww. PeteThePlanner.com or at PeteThePlanner <sighs> okay number three ways <laughs> uh, third third ways, third solution third tool to solve all this if your parents weigh in so Nicole I'm really talking to someone in your situation here if my parents weighed in on my financial life I'm like Thanks. Thanks a lot. Because yeah, I'm a grown, I'm 40 years old, yeah. and not that you're not a grown woman, but you're 24.
0: I still call mom and dad before I make a big purchase over like 100 right, bucks.
2: Right. I don't. Yeah. No, my no, parents I... call me. Uh, <laughs> when you after you've switched roles, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, if your parents weigh in, help them understand the difference between when they were you. This isn't being condescending or passive aggressive or anything like that. It's just like. You know, mom and dad, when you were my age, how was your financial life different than mine? And then as you start to walk through and identify it, what you're going to notice all the things we talked about in the first segment spending, banking habits, people, way people market to you, tech costs, student loans all different. All different. So it's not the same thing. And oh so, well, you should try this. Based on what? Were you a 24 year old in, in, in 2018? No. And that's not that they don't know what they're talking about, but and not specifically. I'm not even talking about your parents. I'm talking about anyone this age. Your parents actually don't know what they're talking about to be 24 when they were your age. They just don't. Nope. No chance. They don't know what it's like to be 24 in 2018.
0: Mm -mm.
2: It's like, well, it's the same thing. It's the same principles. People don't have the same sensibility. Nothing to... True. But it has nothing to do with it.
0: I think my favorite thing, too, is when adults will try and make note of that, a lot of millennials have, or are making a larger salary,, yeah. than they were at that time, but at the same time, we're paying more student loans. Sure. And exactly like you said, like I probably have 200 to 250 more dollars a month than I'm accounting for.:
2: When I was a boy, Aww. gas was 97 cents a gallon. <laughs> Next, stop looking. At your checking account balance. Stop. Frank, how many times a week do you know what your balance is?
0: Mm, I check it maybe once or twice. Really? But it's not, it's like I said, it's not for me to see exactly how much money I have in my account at that time. It's me making sure that I'm not getting charged anything weird.
2: So that's right. So you're doing it right.
0: Yeah. So I'm not, it's not a crutches. Oh, can I spend this $25? No. I, for the most part, have a good between $10 to $15 idea of how much is in my account.
2: If you've ever looked at your balance twice in one day and not for some specific reason, other than it's, a, it's on and you're about to start spending money, you got a problem. If you look at your checking account balance every single day, you got a problem and don't again, you're going to email me. Oh, well, I do it for bank fraud. Make sure there's no fraud. Oh, we'll just wait a day. I mean, you don't have to look every single day. Now, look, if you are legitimately going in there to see if there's fraud and you're not doing it to see what your balance is. So you can spend more money. You're in the minority. Maybe older Americans do that, but I don't think a lot of millennials go in there and ch- daily to check for fraud. That's a pretty paranoid perspective for a 20-something. Uh, and then finally, man, you're going to hate this piece of advice. <laughs> now you're going to hate it. Turn off overdraft protection. Turn it off. Turn it off. Which is to suggest if you have money uh, uh, there, or you have an account and you run out of money... Too bad, so sad. Doesn't matter. That will bounce. That transaction will bounce. You will get declined, and you will learn a lesson. That's the way to stop, uh, oh, Peter, I've got $500 in overdraft fees this quarter. You know how you stop that. Turn off overdraft protection and have your stuff bounce. What if it's something that I really need? Do you? If you overdraft that much, do you really need something? Probably not. I think having overdraft protection turned on is a giant mistake. It is also a multi- billion if not trillion dollar industry for banks which is to suggest the more they induce your spending they i hate when i do the they thing <laughs> it seems lazy right but the, the, the more they induce your spending with spend your use your debit card 20 times this month and get blah blah blah, blah, blah they're trying to help you spend too much they, you or they are incentivized to get you to spend too much as opposed to too little and you shift that paradigm when you turn off your overdraft protection do I sound like a grumpy old man today? Because we've had grumpy old man edition. Is, do, am I grumpy Gripy today? Grumpy old man. Grumpy yeah. old man.
0: I like grumpy old man edition. Um, I don't well,
2: know. I feel a little grumpy. I feel a little old, but not not terribly.
0: You're old. just trying to to speak to the
2: youths. The youths. The youths. Uh, fitness update as we go to break here. Yes. Seventy-four days in a row. Look it's, at you. I have worked out for at least thirty minutes, generally forty-five, uh, for seventy-four days in a row. Feeling good. Mm-hmm. Crispy, clean. cleaner than a bar of soap, That's as, <laughs> as, as the kids like to say. Yep. All right. Coming up after the break, biggest waste of money of the week. If you want to complain about this show, email no one cares at one, one of, of our kidding. unpaid
0: interns will answer. Yeah,
2: we'll have unpaid interns. <laughs> Man, how about the hiring blitz we've had here at the PTP I know. headquarters?
0: Oh, it's very exciting. Very
2: exciting. We got people. Got hired someone the other day in uh, Ball. I was uh, D Washington D.C. for out hired. Anyway, long story. No one care. You don't care, the listener. You don't care. And by the listener, I mean hi mom. Coming up after the break, biggest waste of money of the week, and whatever else we got. I'm Pete the Planner, million dollar plan.
1: Day, living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane. Writing and creating for my life, man. My pen is my sword, given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself, looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemy shall inherit the earth And I want to inherit something Something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes So work is what I gotta do Stay true to my enemy And water the trees that I sing from And look out for the lumberjacks Running with the gale force wind at my back Swift and enduring, I remain calm Swift and enduring, I remain calm Swift and enduring, I remain calm
2: Back on the million dollar plan, we're like totally out of time I totally talk too much Frank, it was so good to have you back on the show this week.
0: It's been fun.
2: We've been having subpar guests like my daughter, Ollie. Oh, yeah. If you missed that episode, go to TV. You can watch it or go to the podcast at, I don't know, we have a podcast. Million Dollar Plan. Uh, this week's biggest waste of money of the week, which we uh, don't have much time for, but we're going to do anyway, is, Nicole, I'm on the fence about this. It's the RX bar. You know those bars that are at the coffee shop below us downstairs? Yeah. Like they, they've got, they always like, oh, they have the ingredients in the front three egg whites, six almonds, four cashews, two cashews. dates, and no BS. That's what it says on there. Do you like them?
0: I don't know, I've never tried them. I've really? heard that they're a little tough.
2: They're they're a little tough, and I have to be super hungry, but they're really healthy. I mean, you get 12 grams of protein in it, and there's like no garbage in it, no sugar. Yeah, no No BS. added sugar, no BS. No but BS. sometimes, I had one the other day, it kind of tasted like there was BS in it. <laughs> like it was a little, it, was like dark. it wasn't great. So I saw it, you eating it the other day. It was like, I was cringing. Yeah. But okay. they're good. I don't know. Okay, that's shoes. It was cause shoes. Oh. All right, that's it. We're out of time. Uh, next week on the show, we're gonna talk about things. I
0: Lots of things.
2: Okay, so that's it. Uh, sending good vibes because good vibes are all this in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. This is a Million Dollar plan.
1: If you want to be on this podcast and Pete be fix your money like, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on.
0: This is for information purposes only.
2: This is not the Swiss financial planning the device. Consult a financial divisor
1: release from everest the freshest fresh and you can call me et word to john tesh let me bless this harmonic presentation it's amazing so amazing i'm the reason uh, salutations i bring you love trying greetings from a far away land i am the sole controller put the remote down and let me take control you're now a part of my zone so enjoy yourself love trying can restore your health i bring you greetings uh, salutations how you doing and is that how y'all say it Salutations, I bring you Love Tron greetings from a faraway land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you turn And is that how y'all say it?